has done its part Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain in my life and in my heart Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for joining us today at Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad to have you here. We are so appreciative that you tune in either by podcast or radio to uh, continue to walk along with us on this journey to find more of who Christ is and more of his healing power. We are today taking up a second part of Finding Forgiveness. Uh, It was a podcast that we did earlier, and we just decided there was more information to cover. And so today we're going to continue on a part two journey of finding forgiveness and finding out what forgiveness really is in our lives. So the second part of this podcast, we wanted to begin looking at a wonderful verse in the Bible that is uh, a good place to start. It's Ephesians 4.26. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And I think it's important to talk about what happens when you realize or when you begin to assess your anger and see whether you're sinning in that or not, when do you all think that the, when your anger turns to sin, what do you, what would you say that is? Because the Bible does say, be angry, but don't sin. But so that means it's okay to be angry. It's okay to get angry. But where do you think it crosses the line to sin? I think that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Any thoughts? I mean, I feel like if if uh, if I continue staying in my place of of wow, I was hurt, I feel sad, I just want them out of my life, um, just things like that that are geared more to protecting myself and my own feelings. I think that's. I mean, I see that sometimes as being it can lead to sin. You know, because you, you're you getting close to bitterness or anger, resentment. Um, I think that one thing that's important to, to look at is maybe sometimes getting outside of yourself and saying, okay, I'm not going to think about my feelings right now. Lord, help me to see this person through your eyes. And that's a hard... That's a hard prayer. Yes. What do you think is the first step in trying to get there is, is trying to see the other person in through Christ, the eyes of Christ? I'm not sure I understand what you're Well, asking. how do you put feet to that? Like you can pray that, Lord, help me see this person through your eyes, but how do you make that happen in the moment? Because I don't know about you, but I've been in the moment and all I can think of is myself. Sure. Well, I think it's sometimes maybe just kind of stepping back a little bit and saying, you know, what what may be causing this person to respond the way they're responding or acting the way they're acting. It may may even be having that dialogue with them. You know, is there something going on in your life right now? You know, I've just you know, this has really hurt me, but I'm really concerned about what's going on in your life, you know? 
can you tell me if, you know, if you're hurting in some way or, you know, and sometimes people act out of their own brokenness, their own pain, you know, and so sometimes it's not even something they may be even aware of. And and that's kind of what we were talking about after the last podcast that kind of carried this over is, is in the midst of, you know, as we were looking at the verse before in that's in Luke 17 and verse three and four that says, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. You know, we were talking about repenting and rebuking that, that particular in that, that person in that situation, but you know, to be able to go to the next place and say, can I see this person's hurt? Corey had said, you know, sometimes it helps to look at them and see their hurt as you're trying to walk through whether you can forgive them or not. To be able to see a person's heart and realize, is this person intentionally trying to hurt me or are they acting out of their own wounding right now? And I think that helps sometimes to be able to do that. Well, my mind just kind of flashed on, you know, and I know this does not compare at all. I mean, it's not even close to comparing, you know, when Christ was betrayed and when he was crucified, you know, and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, you know, as as he's going through this betrayal and this, you know, this hurt and this rejection and all of these things, the anger and the hurt, you know, it's not saying, oh, well, you know, they're specifically, they're hurting because of, you know, their past or this or that. Sometimes it's just saying, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know they're hurting me this badly. And I, I really I think it's looking at people and saying, do they really intentionally, are they doing this to cause me harm? Are they doing this to hurt me? And if you come up with the answer, yes, you know, I think, I think that's a great place to dialogue. You know, why would they want to hurt you? Right. And what do you think are some of those reasons? Maybe they're angry about something you did to them or they felt like you did to them. Okay. I mean, the, that could be, I mean, that's a pretty open-ended question that can right. have tons of answers, you know. But I think some of the main ones are that perhaps they're upset with you about something. Perhaps they have felt hurt by someone that, that you're kind of poking on that hurt. You know, sometimes people carry past wounds, and so they are intentionally perhaps hurting you with their words because they're defending that wound. They don't want anybody to get too close to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if my whatever, if your mother, your father, your uncle or somebody has has ridiculed you, if you feel like someone in the moment is ridiculing you, even though they may not be, it's your interpretation, then they may be responding out of that anger of, I'm just going to get you before you keep getting me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think all those things are important when you're looking at forgiveness it is very hard, and I'm I'm just offering to anyone listening that it's not this easy road. Forgiveness, in my opinion, is not the easiest road. That's why I think it's so easy in this world we live in to just cut that person off and say, well, I just, I can forgive that person, but I'll never have anything to do with them again. Right. That's an easier thing. It's easier to say, I just won't have anything to do with you, or even a parent, a child, you know, I just... 
yes, I'll still be in your life, but I won't really allow myself to get really close to you because I'll kind of always hold you at a distance. Well, and but is that, I mean, I would want to question whether that's really forgiveness. Absolutely. I mean, because that's easy. That's easy to say I've forgiven, but I don't want to have anything to do with you in my life anymore. Right. And I Wow. Think- how, you know, how can you really, you know, how can you really say that you've forgiven, but yet you've, you know, you've abandoned Absolutely. And, I, and I'm actually saying you're absolutely right. I don't think it's true forgiveness. I think it's what people go to is that belief that says, well, I can say I've forgiven you, but I just won't ever forget. Or I'll forgive you, but I just won't have much to do with you. But that's, you're right. That's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness doesn't hold a record of the wrong. True forgiveness says I'm willing to come back into the relationship and keep relating. Well, and it comes back to, again, you know, this is about your heart. It's about our own individual hearts when we're dealing with trying to forgive. If you're saying, I am going to forgive, but I'm not going to forget, I would just want to offer to whoever's listening out there you know, that may be dealing with that and maybe have you've said that, you know, is just to kind of look at, wow, as that adding on, but I will not forget, is that has that affected me in my relationships with others, not just that one person, but as far as trust. That's such a great point. Because I think that is so important to remember in everything that you're doing with the journey of forgiveness is it's really not for the other person. It's for your heart. So you may feel safer when you say, I will forgive, but I will never forget, or I will forgive, but I just won't ever be around that person again. You may feel safer. And for the moment, you may feel like everything's okay because that person's not hurting me anymore. And I feel better but what has it done to your own heart? It's closed off a place that now just holds a bit of unforgiveness that says, well, I just never have to look at that again. And I think what you said is so true. Then it affects how you view others. Because once you've shut one person out of your life, you're more apt to shut more people out of your life. Once you close off your heart to one, you begin to close off your heart to many. Because then if anybody pokes on that wound that looks very familiar, then you're going to end up having more and more people that you kind of cut out of your life because you're afraid of getting hurt. Um, In that verse you shared yesterday, Matthew 18, about the guy who uh, was forgiven and then he would not forgive. I I think it's interesting that it says he was delivered to the tormentors until he was ready to forgive, until he would forgive. And it's kind of like, if you're not going to forgive, then you're tormented. Absolutely. And it opens a doorway to spiritual warfare. Because when you carry unforgiveness, it opens a door to the tormentors to constantly be kind of... um, 
hurting or poking at that wound. And so you're constantly being tormented with either bitterness or, you know, I don't know if, if you all have ever had that situation where there's, you know, you, you get this, this thing going in your head where you come up with all these scenarios of how that person's hurt you and you don't want to let go of it and you think about it and it keeps going over and you're over in your mind. I see that as tormenting. You know, when you're sitting and you can't get something out, you're just mad about it or you're hurt about it and there's all kinds of, you know, constant, you know, things going on in your mind. I think I see that as the tormenting place. I appreciate you that. Yeah, and even looking for it, ready for it all the time, ready for this to happen again with other people. And it's such a, like a sore place. Absolutely. You know, that God cannot heal almost if you're unwilling to forgive. Absolutely. Great. That's great, great insight. I want to take a different road just for a second. I want to ask you all what you think of, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. That's in Ephesians 4.26. What do you think that means? Anybody have any thoughts about that particular verse? Because I don't know about you all, but I, uh, there've been times that I try to remember that verse, even though I'm angry at something or someone, and it's very hard to try to make it all okay before the sun goes down. <laughs> so it's trying to remember, okay, so it's, and I think this especially happens is in marriages because I think usually it's, there's not too many people that if you're single or if you don't have someone that you actually live with, of course, parents certainly, but it's like when you have this argument before bedtime and you know, you're clinging to your side of the bed and they're clinging to their side of the bed. And it's like, you know, you kind of know that you're angry and you're hurt. How do you deal with that before you go to sleep? I think that's what people are kind of come to this verse to see is, well, I have to do something before we go to bed. Otherwise, it kind of sits and stews all night. Well, I think it may definitely mean, I mean, and I don't know the answer to that, Um it's interesting. I'd like to really check in and delve into that. But but just off the top of my head, what I think it to me that it means is, you know, don't let a lot of time pass. Because that that unforgiveness and that um, you know, that anger, you know, if it's just sitting in your heart, it's it's gonna cause more problems. And so I would say don't let a lot of time pass. You know, deal with it. Take care of it. Um, I think that's, you know. that's cool. I've never really looked at it that way. So it, is, it may not be a, a literal translation of before the sun goes down, you got to solve it. But just don't let too much time pass as you stew in this place. Because exactly. stewing in our, in our I don't, I don't even know if it's anger. I'm just kind of going to talk openly here. I don't even know if it's stewing in anger because the Bible says it's okay to be angry. But I don't know that anger causes a stewing as much as bitterness and resentment can cause stewing. Exactly. And I think when you get hurt, you can be staying in a place of hurt. And I don't know what that is. Perhaps that's pity. Perhaps it's a, a kind of a self pity or a despair place. So I, I kind of see stewing is not something you can do in anger. It's just I'm angry and I look at it and I'm able to work through it. Well, and it says, okay, let's just look at it. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Right. 
do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And maybe that is telling us right there, don't let a lot of time pass. Because if you do, that's where you start getting into the area of where your anger will turn into sin. Absolutely. You know, that's where you get into the area where it will turn to bitterness or it will turn to resentment or revenge. Right. Because the Bible also talks about if you have something against your brother or your sister, go to them before, you know, you even take— the Lord's Supper to go if you have something against your brother. So, so that's a cool thing to remember is, is to not let a lot of time pass before you actually confront your anger, look at it, and assess it for what it really is. And it is okay to be hurt. You know, we we talk a lot about, about sometimes anger comes up out of our hurts. You know, and so I think it's important to remember you can be hurt and you can be angry and you can, but it's about processing through that and not allowing a lot of time to take it to that place where you hash it and rehash it and keep pouring over it and looking at how you could have, they could have been different. And if they hadn't done this, then this might not have happened. And how dare they look at me this way or do this to me? It's all those internal voices in our head that sometimes causes that that junk to turn into bitter places. I always like to say that bitterness is, in my opinion, bitterness is is as rancid hurt. You know, if you don't deal with your hurt, it just goes in a bucket and it just sits there and turns rancid. It'll just sit there and you'll smell it. It'll it'll be disgusting. And it just grows. So you have to deal with that hurt or that or that anger before it turns rancid. And part of the dealing with it is expressing it to whoever you are having to forgive or whatever the problem is. Because in my experience, I may not tell somebody that I'm hurt. I know we kind of touched on this last time, but if if I did that it may be like, I didn't even know I hurt you. The person might say, I didn't even know I hurt you. It may not be that way. And I mean, you still, forgiveness is still important, but it might make it a lot easier in certain situations. Because for me, there are times when someone's hurt me and I don't say anything. And it's easy to just, my mind can go wild with what they're thinking or how dare them. Or, you know, you might automatically because of other hurts think that they mean to hurt you on purpose and they may not have even been aware of it. Absolutely. And that's a great insight because what do you do in your own mind? You only have one side of the story to ever hear. If you're going through all this stuff in your own mind, you only have one side of the story Not to mention you actually might have some of that tormenting going on we talked about where other voices kind of pitch in and say things like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to hurt you. Of course they're always going to hurt you. Of course they don't care about you. There's nothing that they care about you about. You know, there's they don't they don't they don't have any love for you. They must not love you. They must not. I mean, all those voices start to mix into one pot that ends up making you, in my opinion, as I've gone through it, it's made me crazy. You know, because you can take it to a place where you feel like nothing is good and nothing's ever going to be good, and I just need to cut this thing off. I 
think that's why we get to the place of just saying, I'm done here. And that's a terrible place to go. So I appreciate that. I think it's interesting. It's another question that just came to my heart is what happens if they don't even acknowledge that they've hurt you when you go to them? I think that's the kind of even a little bit more difficult place when you've felt hurt. But as we've talked about this whole thing, and I just want to throw this out again, is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for your heart. What do you do if someone says, I don't think I did anything to you? I see that you're hurt, but I didn't do that, or I didn't mean to, or it's not what I intended, or I don't think that I'm the one that you should be upset with. If you don't get that, that acknowledgement, I think, which is always difficult, if you don't get that acknowledgement, then what do you do And this is kind of a rhetorical question. It's not something, I mean, we're just kind of talking openly. I know what I've had to do is I've had to just take that to the Lord and say, you know what, Father, I'm I'm angry. I'm hurt. This person doesn't even acknowledge that they hurt me. But I need your help. And that's kind of where I think we talked last time about, you know, the Father forgive them for they know not what they do. It's like, okay, they don't know. They don't know that they hurt me. And that can also come to the place of what we were talking about. Um, they're acting in their own wounds because I think if you do express, if you let let it be known how how you're feeling or what you believe they did or how you feel they acted, whatever, I don't know how to say it. If you tell them how they hurt you and they don't agree or they don't see it, at least, you told them. So it's kind of like, you know, they know, they may not accept it because of maybe a wound or maybe pride or something, or maybe it hurt them that you told them that. But I think in my experience that it might be, maybe it doesn't matter as much, depending on the situation, as long as you let it be known instead of letting, keeping it in, just communicate it. And, you know, because otherwise it almost feels like, you're always helpless. Like for me, it would be like, oh, someone did this to me and here it goes again. And I never can take control of that. Not that I need to take control, but I can never just- Speak up for yourself. Right, yeah. Absolutely. And that maybe has to do more with my own brokenness, but- Well, I think anytime, you know, (laughs) I was just thinking as you were talking Forgiveness gets so, or or lack thereof, forgiveness or, or unforgiveness gets so woven into all of our hurts. Because when someone hurts us, it can bring up all kinds of things. It can bring up a powerlessness feeling of I've never been able to stand up for myself. It can bring up a feeling of um, not ever being heard. I think that's my brokenness is I didn't feel heard a lot of times when I was growing up. And so sometimes I have this thing where if if I'm talking to someone and they're not acknowledging what they did to me, I don't feel heard. You know, I think if you've had abuse in your past, I think if if you've been hurt by someone at, at someone else's hand, then if someone's not acknowledging your pain or not acknowledging that they hurt you, it feels like here's once again that I'm not being acknowledged, that people can just hurt me and get away with it. 
I mean, it's all these things that start to surface when you start to deal with with forgiveness or unforgiveness of a person. And so I think it's just important to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of the things that it also brings up in you. You know, it, sometimes when someone hurts us, it can bring up all of our wounds. And that makes forgiving someone much more difficult because it's it's kind of brings up all your old hurts and you're all the only person you're looking at in that moment is that person who just hurt you. And it seems to be in that moment. I know it's not real, but it's definitely feels real that it's all your fault, you know. Right in this moment, everything that I feel is your fault. But the truth of that is, is not all of it is that person's fault. Some of it is just your hurts that get mixed into unforgiveness or is, you know, your past that gets mixed in with this person's hurt. You know, so I think it's so important to just kind of remember all these things or at least think about them. I know in the midst of an argument or in the midst of getting hurt, it's very difficult to, to remember these things, but it's important to at least try to think about them. Any thoughts? Well, I was just sitting and I was thinking about something that that you, Corey, had, had mentioned. And it's, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when we've had people in our past that have hurt us, you know, there's times when we go about questioning, questioning ourselves or things that we have done. And you were talking about, you know, one important thing to look at is can we forgive ourselves from things? You know, and so I thought maybe we might want to talk a little bit about that. Great. Why? Well, let's, do you remember kind of what your heart was thinking when you were kind of talking about that? I guess one thing was, how do you know if you've forgiven yourself? Because it's kind of this, you're, it's so, it's just you. It's not, you feel this towards someone else. It's like, you can really kind of get muddy, I think. So how do you know if you've even forgiven yourself? If you have unforgiveness for things you've done, mistakes you've made or whatever. Good question. I, I only look at, I can only look at my own life. And usually when I have felt like I have struggles with forgiving myself, there's usually a sister feeling there or a, a, a related feeling. And it's usually shame. I think shame helps us know that we haven't quite fully forgiven ourselves. Yeah. If you're still carrying shame, then you haven't really forgiven what you did or how or what happened or or whatever you're trying to forgive yourself for. Yeah, I agree. Something else I was thinking when it comes back to the wounds, if you kind of apply that to yourself, thinking, well, I, if I made this mistake and I'm having trouble forgiving myself, maybe I was acting out of my own wounding and it can help you to have compassion for yourself and maybe understand why, you know, if you kind of look at the big picture and think, well, I did this and I regret it and I hate myself for it, or I feel such worthlessness because I did this to myself. How can I forgive myself? If you look at the big picture and 
maybe why, not making it okay, but just allowing yourself to have compassion and understanding for why you might have done something like that. Right. It, it's kind of, it's kind of that journey of doing the same thing to yourself that we've been talking about what you need to do to the other person who just hurt you is, is in a, and it's going to sound crazy, but actually almost sitting down with yourself and just having a conversation, either, either journaling it out or, or talking to yourself about, okay, what is it that you really feel here? I mean, in my brokenness, I did a lot of despicable things. I mean, I had, all kinds of broken sexuality. I got arrested at one point. I mean, and so I look back on my life or I used to, I don't think I'm there as much anymore, but I used to look back on my life and go, you know, I would never want anybody to know these things. Well, there was so much shame there. Then I started realizing I also hadn't really forgiven myself for being so what word I would call despicable, you know, it's like, it just felt despicable. Like I, I could not get, any freedom and I could not stop being the way I was. And so if you can really kind of walk through that and start looking at the shame, there's a wonderful song out there. I think it's by Jackie Velasquez that is no greater love than this. And I think it's just called no greater love, but it says no greater love than this, that you should lay down your life for someone such as me. And I couldn't get through that song because I couldn't imagine that Jesus would lay down his life for someone such as me, for someone who'd done such despicable things. And it took a while, and I'm just encouraging folks, in case that's your struggle, is, you know, it took a while to keep singing that song and, and just crying through it before I finally came to realize, you know, every time I sang it, it was him trying to tell me, I've forgiven you. Is it about time that you forgive yourself? You didn't know. You didn't know how to get free. Now you do. And that's the beautiful words of Christ is, can you just, I have already forgiven you. Can you forgive yourself? Can you let go of the right to hold this against you? Because I think when you do that, it's really a way of saying, well, I never want to let go of this because I don't ever want to be that person again. Or, you know, it's just, I, I don't really know the feeling in there. I just know it's the beautiful thing that came out of it is him just kind of whispering in my ear, I have forgiven you. Can you forgive you? Because I hold nothing against you. Why do you hold something against you? And that's just a great, it's a great, it's a great feeling, but it took a while to get there. Well, and just just a lead in possibly some uh, place we may go at some point. But, you know, when we're talking about forgiving yourself, you know, I was thinking, you know, as being somebody that has has come from from sexual abuse, you know, it's sometimes when people do things to us, you know, to that hurt us or. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be something like that, like sexual abuse, but even just when we are hurt and we're finding ourselves having to forgive somebody for the hurt they've done, sometimes we, um, we may take that hurt and we look at ourselves and we say, well, what did I do wrong? 
you know, maybe I did something to cause this. Maybe I did something that made them angry, you know, or um, to not like me so much. Maybe there's something about me. And I think that's an important place to go also when you're looking at forgiving somebody else is are you to look at yourself and say, am I, have I taken the blame somewhere, you know, in that? Have I taken the blame and somehow blamed myself as being responsible for their actions and hurting me? You know, I know it's kind of Absolutely. a confusing way of looking at no. it, but I think it's also a place to look at because in that place, we are feeling less than that other person. Right. You know, and I don't, and I don't know that, that that's the way it should be. I mean, nobody else ever defines who we are. And so, you know, if we're giving them that power, you know, to somehow cause us to feel, and I'm not saying that they're making us feel that way, but in our own insecurities or our own brokenness, we are, you know, somehow taking it and saying, wow, I must have done something. There's something about me that causes people to do this. You Absolutely. Know? And I think that's a place of looking at yourself and saying, I need to forgive myself for something where I feel responsible, you know, and cut yeah. myself some slack, you know, give myself some grace. You know, God gave me grace. So why can I not give myself some grace and love myself where I'm at? And, you know, that is so, that is such a, as, as Corey said earlier, that is such a deep place. Because as you were talking, I was just thinking of all kinds of things there, you know. And and some of those things are, and I know this is probably going to take longer than what we have, but I mean, that that's a whole other topic because you're so right that I, as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, th there just seemed to be a dividing line that came between forgiveness. So there's forgiveness over here for yourself when you did something. Like in my brokenness, I acted out sexually out of control, but no one did anything to me. Right. So that's a different place of forgiving myself versus as I was watching this dividing line as you were talking is I can only imagine if you've been sexually abused, you've got sometimes these even childhood feelings of why does whomever, daddy, uncle, brother, you know, mom, why do they hurt me? And children are so, you know, self-centered because they don't have the ability yet to look outside themselves so everything they see happening, they take in themselves and say, I did that. There's something I did there. And so trying to almost help that part of their child heart to know, honey, you never caused that. There's nothing you need to forgive, but they are still trying to get forgiveness for themselves because they do believe my daddy may not have ever hurt me had I not done something that made him upset. And that's just a crazy cycle. It just is that place of trying to understand how intricate forgiving ourselves really is. And so I just was really, that's just a touching place as you were talking, just thinking there's so much there, whether it's uh, the child part of your heart or the adult part of your heart. I mean, it's like, how do I understand that I didn't do anything, but the little kid in me still feels like I must have done something because otherwise daddy wouldn't have gotten so upset. 
And that's just, uh, I think that's a great place for another podcast. So we will definitely try to keep talking about that. That's a great place. And it sounds like it's right there with shame. Like it's just linked, which is interesting. I, I think it's totally interesting as we're talking is I think all of that shame loves to remind us of our past and never allow us to forgive ourselves. Because if you ever forgive yourself, then shame has no place to dwell. But if you don't forgive yourself, then shame has a playground because then it's everything you've ever done. It will remind you of everything that's ever happened. It will always be your fault. And everything you have ever done is affected by that. And uh, I was just thinking as you were talking as well, Shay, that in, in arguments, sometimes that person actually touches on that particular shame, those shame places where you have not forgiven yourself. And they're and they're, whatever they're saying that's hurting you, sometimes the only way, the only reason I've ever gotten hurt in some of those places is because whatever they're doing is touching on a shame place or touching on a place of unforgiveness in my own heart of where I haven't forgiven myself or where I still struggle with, with not forgiving that person. And I'll give this example and then we may have to wrap up. But, you know, sometimes in arguments, people, as I'm, you know, feeling like I'm having this conversation, sometimes a person in argument will look as if they're either mocking me or they're kind of almost look like they're making fun of what I'm saying. You know, if y'all have ever been in an argument where someone gets upset and so they start kind of making, oh, well, whatever, whatever, you know, they make that kind of mocking noise. And I was just thinking it always touches back on when I was a kid walking through the, the hallways of the of the school and the boys were making fun of me. It made me. It makes me feel inadequate. It makes me feel small, and so I feel like I have to fight back even harder because I don't like feeling small and insignificant. So I just think all of that place is where we want to keep talking about unforgiveness and how that keeps touching on our our shame places. So we sure appreciate you being with us today. We know we were kind of all over the map, but it was a great time. It was. Uh, we we really enjoy just being able to openly talk and kind of throw out ideas. We hope it's been helpful to you. Again, we have a podcast ministry called Healing Hidden Wounds. It's at healinghiddenwounds.com. We would love to have you listen to other podcasts that we've uh, put up there that might be helpful to you. And we will continue these and hopefully there will be others that will meet the needs that God's laid on your heart. Again, we are Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are here to help heal the brokenhearted and and bind up wounds of those who've been hurt by others and hurt by this life. We do believe in only one healer, and that's Jesus Christ and Jehovah God, and they are our healers. They are our constant strength, and so we hope that you find the same thing in them as well. If you have questions or you have comments, please email us at Lee at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We would love to hear from you. God bless you all.